Tribe Radio. Welcome to it. This is the SA Top 20. Joining me in studio, as promised, Avi Mack. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, dude. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome. Thank you. From the bat, people are going to hear the American accent. We okay. need to explain the background, kid. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. This is a, <laughs> this is a long one. Um, okay, so I was born in Texas, and, um, and then immediately my parents moved to Canada. So I grew up in Canada in a, in a place called London, which is probably like... Um, an hour outside of Toronto, which is the main city. Um, my mom is British, and my dad is from here. He's from Durban. So when I was about seven, my dad decided he wanted to move back, and I ended up in Durban, and I sort of spent the rest of my childhood there. But my foundational years, like, you know, speech and um, all that sort of stuff, originated in Canada. So, like, I have this kind of, like, I'm an American citizen, but grew up in Canada, sort of local South African weird situation story so that's <laughs> plus my mom is like really british she like has a plum in the mouth kind of like hello and like you know kind of thing so i've got this <laughs> weird kind of like fantastic man and that must mean that your inspirations come from all sorts and walks of life too yes well also my dad is is a bizarre person um, if I can put it like, he's like a really strange, he's like, he's like a, he's like a really specialist doctor who also had tattoos and smoked. So like in the seventies, my dad's like out there, like working on these really, really intricate things, um, medically, but then he's going outside for a smoke with like a tattoo sleeve and everyone's like, what is going on? He also just loves different music. So he listens to like a lot of flamenco music and uh -huh. a lot of surf music. And then he listens to Queen, and then he'll go all the way on the other side and listen to, like, Spanish pop. So I grew up with this, like, huge orientation of different kind of genres. So that's kind of where it comes from, you know? And then when, at what age did you discover your musical talent, rather? So, yeah, I mean, it was a big part of my life from, like, being, from when I can remember my dad would make us actively listen to music as like a critical perspective you know he'd say like hey sit down listen to this song um but when i was about 16 um i picked up a guitar and it was this sort of like addiction kind of thing like i figured out how to play something that i knew uh -huh. and then you get this real kick out of it and i couldn't not do it anymore like that was it for me like i was i didn't study in matric i just played like six hours of guitar a day <laughs> and also if my parents are listening to this I'm very sorry i did lie to you I was not studying. Um, and yeah, I, I took it to a tertiary level. So I, I, I studied five years of jazz. Um, and then um, I went into production and I've been there sort of since. Fantastic, man. And um, how does your songwriting process work? How do you have... Is it as easy oh, as everybody man, makes it it's, sound? Oh, who's making it sound easy? Who are these people? I'd love to speak to them and tell them that they're wrong. Um, but it is a really weird... I think it happens totally different mm -hmm. um, each time for me. I think a lot of the time I'm writing and it is a form of self-expression for me. It's just kind of how I get things out. Um, and the interesting thing that I do always kind of stand by with myself is that like... Um, when I write, I kind of am discovering something that I'm feeling. It's very weird. Like, I'll write, and then I'll be like, oh, didn't know I was feeling like that. Cool. <laughs> um, like, genuinely, I'll just be like, what is, okay, ah, okay, I didn't know, okay. Um, so it's a, it's a really self-discovering thing. It's like looking, it's like walking through a hall of mirrors. That's what, a lot of the time how I feel, is that like you're seeing different sides of yourself, and like, I didn't know I felt that strongly about that, or I didn't know I'd, I'd really connect it with this area of this circumstance. So, it's always really different for me. The latest one I wrote um, in the car, just singing about something. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, 
that's good. And then I went home and started writing, and that's the new one that I'm busy working on. It was like, I was in the car being a weirdo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to 2017 when you released your first single, correct? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, how, what a daunting experience, or weren't you at all nervous about laying down your vocals and being like, shit, that's me. That That's... That's how I sound. That's my single. That's my song. Let's go. It was like, I think I've got like a really weird relationship with that song, especially <laughs> because um, I love that it's not as refined. Um, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, so hold on. Um, like it was a real process for me to release because I've got like, I, you know, I spent a lot, like five years in studios, um, re- you know, producing for other people and mixing for other people. I think I did like 30 albums um, for other people. Yeah. Uh, all stuff that was just like local artists doing their own thing and whatever. And um, you sort of like, go like, oh, like surely, you know, I've got some stuff I want to put it out there. Um, and eventually, like, I just went like, okay, I've got to do it. Like, I'm going to like regret it if I don't do it. Um, but I listen to that song now and I'm like, sheesh, I'm in such a different space musically and um, what I was thinking about back then. And I feel like I've more, moved more and more towards what I actually sound like because... Um, you know, you, you end up discovering more and more about like, oh, that actually really suits me. That I really mm. like that. And some things are like, oh, I was kind of like trying to do something here. Um, and I listened to the mix and I'm like, oh, sheesh, I've moved on so far from um, from where it was. But I kind of also love that like somebody might listen to like the latest single and then kind of go back and be like, oh, wow. So it never always sounded like this. There's <laughs> progression and there's a change, you know. 100%. Um, and a constant evolution of sound for you, isn't it? Oh, um, your new one is here called yes. Little Love. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the inspiration behind this one? Also, if you haven't heard of the song, he does a Suri type intro um, <laughs> that goes, the funny thing about these songs is that they, what? what's it called? Uh, the funny thing about all these songs, you don't actually know that they're about you. Yes. Which is one of my favorite things in the whole, so like I've got this. So I, I make a lot of films and all that sort of stuff. So And I love film. Film is like <laughs> my secondary love. So um, I love dialogue. Uh, and one of the things I'm doing a lot more in my music is incorporating like Easter eggs or, or pieces of like sound um, and soundscapes that will emphasize like what I'm trying to communicate. <laughs> so with that, I've got this really weird love with like the, the concept of digital ideas and like being a bit of a robot I'm a bit I just kind of want to be a robot so that robot voice it was directly um, saying something about love songs which is like they're all about somebody but no one really kind of knows whether they're it's about them and then you kind of like oh that sounds like me but you're like is it really about me or is it about <laughs> someone else and so it's this play on like trying to get people to go like oh like is it about me or is it not about me um and and that song took form in a really strange way as well like again songwriting is just super different so um, my Hold On and um, Caught Up, which was my uh, second single, uh, they were retrospective reflections and um, movements through my, processing my own emotions, very much so. <laughs> and this one, I was currently going through that situation. So what it was is that I was spending time with this girl and it just was very confused. I think a lot of people have been in this situation. Like, you kind of like just don't know what's going on. It's a little bit weird and there's a lot of game playing and <laughs> it was really confusing. And I was just kind of like trying to figure out, I just needed something from her. I just never knew where I stood with her. So um, it's a sort of slash idea is that the little love concept comes from a perspective of like, you know, I'm looking for just something from you. 
you know, give me something to work with so mm. that I know where I stand with you. Like that was what I was looking for. And then the other part of it is this sort of like empath I don't want to say empathetic, but like um, this social commentary on the fact that everybody's going through something. Everybody's experiencing something that's a little bit difficult or tasking. And I feel like not enough people, including myself, I include myself in this, look at somebody else and go like, okay, cool. That's not a personal attack. That's not something that they're trying to do towards me. They have an experience and a reality that I don't know about. And I need to maybe, instead of jumping to a conclusion of being attacking or like taking offense or whatever it is, to go into perspective like, okay, what, what's going on? Like, where are you at? Like, hmm. tell me, and how can I be kind to you? Like, that was a lot of what I was trying to explore in that idea. So it does come from the slash perspective of like wanting that signal from a romantic perspective and also wanting that for myself and understanding like, wow, okay, well, maybe she's dealing with something that I don't know about and that's why she's acting bizarre and constantly trying to see it from a different viewpoint. So it is this sort of like, so the, the weird thing about the story is that I wrote this track and, and it goes, you know, maybe I drank too much and all this sort of kind of idea, but I was still kind of going through it. And then um, I sort of had finished 80% of the song writing the lyrics and was going through sort of mixing and all that sort of stuff. And then the exact thing that happened, happened. Like I, woke, like I went through an evening where I had like, and I just looked at it line by line. And I was like, oh my gosh, this happened. This is weird. Like, and it was kind of like the self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I'd written the song like six months ago or started writing it six months ago. And then I ended up actually experiencing that, this evening oh. and waking up in the morning and be like, I just live my own song. This is very weird. Like not planning to do it, not thinking about it, just really experiencing and feeling like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. It was like a bit weird. Speaking of it, <laughs> look, look at me dissecting every Mac here in, in studio. Dissect uh, away. <laughs> Did I just um, say dissect away? <laughs> Your father's a doctor, allow. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it a difficult process to put your feelings out on the line for the world to hear? Um, in a weird way, yes and no. Um, I think that any, I think if I'm not doing it, then I'm not really being true to artistry. Ugh, that sounds pretentious but like um, I'm not you know what I mean like uh, it was weird I was on an interview yesterday and I played Caught Up like live and she was like do you want to cry after that song and I'm like not really I just kind of mean it like <laughs> like I want to mean what I say uh -huh. so it is a little bit difficult because you are kind of saying like hey I felt these things and this is how I was treated etc etc but also because it's my process because it's how I process things um, I've I kind of like dealt with it, so I'm okay to say it. I'm okay to say like, hey, like I went through that and I'm here now and I'm fine. And I, you know, and that's what I love about music is that sometimes when you listen to music, you feel like someone else is saying what you've Feeling. always wanted to yeah. say. And I remember always, like I'm addicted to songs like that. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, like I felt that way and I never know how to put it. Hmm. And I always wanted to be hopefully somebody that would give that to somebody else, you know? 100%. Before I let you go. All right. <laughs> let me go. <laughs> um, plans for the summer. What's the summer looking like for you? And then are you on that 2020 vision yet? What, 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 what's plans for 2020? So plans for 2020. Um, so I might be playing a New Year's show here. Awesome. In Cape Town. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hopefully going to happen. Don't know yet, but hopefully. Uh, and then next year I'm going to be playing a lot more shows. I'm releasing a new single. Um, I'm not too sure when, but it's busy. I'm busy writing it and producing it at the moment. And um, that will come with a new music video and all that sort of stuff. And then might be going on a trip to Europe or the States. Not sure. Up in the air. So it's a lot of up in the air, like might be kind of doing stuff. But 
I never like to say it until it's happening. So, but those are the things. Those are the the inside scoops. One hundred percent. If you're back in Cape Town. Um, come next month, December. Wow, where has this year gone? Um, give us a shout. Um, we'd love to have you back, bud. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so it. much, Matt. Um, wait, we didn't even speak about the Neo shout-out. How did that happen? Oh, the Neo shout-out is such a weird story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, people think I'm, like, I'm super cagey about it because I, it is it's quite odd. So, like, um, I've got a best friend, um, and his name is Matt, but he is a hermit. Um, he doesn't go outside, <laughs> my guy. Like, he's been my best friend for 15 years. He has no social media, like, nothing. And he kind of doesn't like people either. It's great. Um, so anyways, he sends me an email because it's the only way you can really communicate with him. And he's like, look at this. So it's a video and it's Neo kind of like saying like, hey, like, congrats on releasing the song. Um, hope it does well. Like, keep doing what you're doing, all that sort of stuff. So I'm kind of like, yeah like it's just kind of like uh, what you know i'm like is this deep fake i'm scared like you know i don't know what's going on right and so i messaged matt and i'm like my dude what is this and he's like doesn't matter and i'm like no 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 you, you don't get to say it doesn't matter where you got this from it it actually matters and he's like no and he to this day refuses to tell me how he got it and all that sort of stuff but and it's definitely neo but it was just such a surreal experience to like see this guy who like listening to like you know, um, so sick of love songs for like, you know, when I was like 14 or whatever it was. And then um, listening to him say my name and like quote the song and all that sort of stuff. It was wild. Yeah. So that's the story. It's strange. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. man. Well, thank you so much, man. Yeah, if you haven't um, heard Avi Mac before, all on all socials, A-V-I-M-A-C-K. Yeah, the Abby Mac. So Instagram, Spotify, Facebook. All the, if you follow me on Instagram, I do a lot of weird Snapchats with filters. Aha. Uh -huh. It's really, really weird. But it's funny. I promise it's funny. <laughs> do you want to introduce a little love to our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Okay. Um, guys, this is uh, my new single, Little Love. And I hope you dig it. Go check it out on Spotify if you want.